Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to hear from um, the Castle Rahan captain for 2020, Enda Flanagan. I caught up with him after the launch of the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship draw and the Cullis Crockbaker Junior Championship draw as well. Um, and we'll also be looking at Power have released the odds for the championship. We Diving into them a wee bit, as always, I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Cell. Paul, uh, thanks for joining us. Your uh, well, I'll tell you what, we'll start off by by hearing from the Castle Rahan captain, and then we'll we'll come back to get a bit of reaction with you. So here's Enda Flanagan. Okay, so I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Castle Rahan star Enda Flanagan. Um, after the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship draw at the weekend. And uh, I suppose, firstly, it's great to be back and, and see light at the end of the tunnel to play a bit of football. Yeah, exactly, Damien. It's, it's great to be back. It's, actually, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a joy. Um, just the, the crack and the camaraderie and the competitiveness. And just it's great for, it's great, it's great for the, the well-being and, and, and everyone's mental state to be, to be back playing. And smiles in lads' faces is great, yeah. It's, it's been a, a phenomenal couple of years for Castle Rahan. And I suppose to garner that level of success there had to be a lot of uh, a lot of effort put in as a group was it very very strange then from such intense preparation for such a number of years to all of a sudden not be able to get together yeah i suppose you could say that yeah because we were we, we were out of hell for leather there at the, at the start of the winter we were even training in the snow so to get that break uh, it, it it was nice as well to, to to get the break, I suppose, especially if you're playing all year round for the last few years. It's nice too, and I'm sure a lot of the lads enjoy it too. But the, you have the likes of Cooney and them, and 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 uh, Ocean Care and them boys who are who who are mad mad to go all the time. I'm sure they they missed it a lot, but all the lads enjoy the break. Yeah, yeah, it, I suppose it's it's a a mixture, a mixture of it. But by the time it's come back. No doubt, Castle Rahan, like every like every club in the county, big numbers and and people very enthusiastic to get back out. Yeah, exactly. No, it's great. There's, we'd have up on. Luckily enough, we're lucky um, to have up on about I'd say forty players of training, um, obviously all different calibers. But it's great for it's great for everybody. Even as I said earlier, the well-being of no matter what standard you're at, just to get out. Have a laugh, be competitive with the lads. It's great, yeah. How um so Donald Keogan was was a big, big plus, obviously, for the last couple of years, double double. How is the transition? I suppose you haven't really had a huge amount of time to get used to the new manager Glenn there, but how how has it gone so far? Yeah, um Donald was unbelievable what he done for us. We couldn't ask for any more from him. 
and I suppose he had to step away at some stage. So that's just life, and that's the club will go on. Um, Glenn has been super so far. Uh, very competitive, very intense. Uh, in fairness to the poor lad, he hasn't seen much of us um, playing wise. Like it's a small side of games that you don't see much in that really. Only um, I suppose how how uh, competitive you are and how in, how in, uh, determined and, and other likes. But uh, he last night, I suppose we were out. We did a smallest, a bit more of a fifteen on fifteen. So that gave him more to look at. Hopefully, maybe in the coming weeks we we'll get a challenge or two in before the league starts, and uh, he can he can see what's what then also. The, the championship draw has pitted you against Shercock. We were talking earlier about how last year you played them and, and found it very, very difficult to, to break them down. Exactly, Damien. We were playing them up in Virginia, which is a, a nice tight pitch. Um, they were really well organised. We got it hard to get primary possession, especially around the middle of the field. Like they, Once they got it, they were delivering into two man for four line of Killian and Nile, which is very, very hard to handle, probably as good as two man for four line you'll get anywhere. Oh, and then we went in at half time. Donald, I suppose, he, he let us know what's what, told us to wake up. Obviously, a lot of tactical changes at half time, too. I think he made maybe two or three substitutes as well, which made a big difference. Uh, and we came through, I suppose, in the end, like we did in a lot of games. We, we didn't overly convince, but we, we, got, we got through it. It seemed to have been a a, a constant with Casera last year that that you know grinding out results and, and maybe even leaving an awful lot to do in the second half. The Lavi game comes to mind. Killigarry in the in the first game out in cross keys, you know. But did did a lot of that come from either the confidence of winning the year before that you felt like you were never really bet, or was it a build up of all of the work that you've done over the years that? That gave you confidence as well. I suppose a bit of both, um, but more supposedly, as you said, to the fact of when the previous year it did give us a lot of confidence. Me myself, I know I, I never felt like kind of losing a game, at, no matter what stage you were in. Um, as you said, the Lavi game was I suppose a real example of we were. I think we were thirteen points down at one stage to come back and get a draw. Um, and then, as you said, the quarter-final against Caligari in, in, in cross keys, you think we were better key enough after getting sent off. We still came back, got a draw and performed the next day as well. So, yeah, it was just, I suppose, confidence. And as you said, the work we've done for the past, it's not, lads have been working for the last well, seven or eight years. Um, it all, it all, it all uh, combined and, thank God, came true, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it, it's being up there for a lot of, um, I suppose, pre-county final interviews, you get to see a little bit of, of the work ethic of the group and, and and how well used the facilities are in Castle and whether it be a bit of running on the field or the gym. You know, there's there's a lot being made, obviously. Keane's gone to Mullinyacht and now Donald Kilgan's gone as manager. There's speculation, Ronan, your brother Ronan mightn't be playing this year. A couple of other players. Has any of that changed? Has has Ronan or or any of the other players changed their mind and decided to come back? No, no. As I said, uh, Keane's gone. Donald's gone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ronan's not not playing this year too. Um, likewise, uh, I think a few a few more of the old, older stock, but. As I said before, the, cl- the cl- club will go on. And as you said, we have lots of lads that, who, who work really, really hard. Lots of lads biting to get in there. So all we can do is just focus on the players we have at the moment and um, continue on with that, yeah. Yeah, it, it, 
I suppose in both county finals, while Donal was over the team, he only used one sub, and it was something that was noted that that maybe by by external factors, you know, it it looked like it was a, a small panel in terms of the number of players used. But when you're talking about numbers of over forty at, at training, there there is obviously a lot of players still there, and maybe their uh, their time is going to come now this year. That's exactly it, Damien. Yeah, I suppose Dolan was one. He's kind of one to keep his faith in, 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 as you said, the 17 or 18 players he had. And unfortunately, that that that, that didn't uh, give, I suppose, younger lads and lads who felt they they, they deserved a chance a chance. So um, they'll have lots of chances now, and and hopefully they can step up to the mark. Are there any other? Obviously, Carl Cosgrove made a, a nice impact coming through last year. Are there any other younger players we should be looking out for? Ah, yeah, there, there's there's a, there's a right few of them there. I, I I don't really want to be naming, uh, I suppose too many names. Or I, I leave a few out, but I suppose you had Keane McCabe and Owen McCauley who would have played a lot of league last year and probably didn't get a goal in the championship, but they'd be well fit to go in the championship. Um, yeah, there's you and Henry. I think he was with the the Cavan under. He was with the Cavan under twenty ones this year. Mm. Uh, a very sticky cornerback and and wing back, so he definitely being around it this year too. So. There's three or four straight away, and I'm sure there's there's others too that'll surprise us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The um the, the return to is and and the the two league games followed by four championship games straight away, and then possibly quarterfinal, semi-final. Is there a worry about the the load of games coming? Essentially, eight weeks of of football, um, in a row. Is is there a worry that it may be too much? Um, no, not on our side anyway. I think we're all delighted that it's going to be so so short, so quick. We get to play games as much as possible. As, as I suppose on on teams that don't have that big of a panel, it, it might affect them. As you you might come across a few injuries along the way. But uh, no, we're 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 delighted. We're just we're ready. We'll be ready to go. So looking forward to it. And uh, just before I, I I let you go, you were you were involved in the, the county panel. I think last year for for a while and that is there um is there still a desire there to to play for the Cavan jersey or what way is in the Flanagan thinking? Yeah, no, I was calling last year mid season. I suppose I think I got injured as soon as we went in the first week. Uh, I was wrestling with Killian Clark, I was, so he he sorted me out. But uh, that put me out for uh, for for a while. I wasn't back until I think until the the second replay of the RMI game. So that I didn't give myself much of a chance. So. I'd love to be back in. I didn't. Uh, I haven't heard anything, but I, I would love to be back in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. We we see you in the Cavan jersey again soon, and, and best of luck in the championship. I'm sure people around Castle Rahan will will be pinning the the fact that that I reckon you were, were toward ranked this year, considering all <laughs> the changes. But uh, no doubt, if there's any group of players that can turn that around, it's the Castle Rahan boys. Yeah. Please God, Aaron. Please God. And the thanks a minute. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service 
and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, a, a real good, uh, honest interview as, as always with Enda. He's he's um, he's brilliant in terms that he just talks like you're having a chat with him, isn't he? Yeah, well, I find him great because I remember after the county final, I think it was after the county final last year when I caught up on him. I suppose passions were running high just after winning the final, and he said something like, uh, "I hate Rammer." <laughs> and you know, it was great to hear him say that. You know, he 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 he, uh, you know, he he admitted that like it comes from a place of deep respect for Rammer that, yeah. that he hates him because they've suffered at their hands, and he he listened to probably the slagging when they beat him in twenty sixteen and all that stuff. But it was it was refreshing for a player to say that and. Now, players are sometimes afraid to say anything controversial, but um, I, I really thought that was great. It was a very memorable line. I hate Rammer. <laughs> That's it. He, um, so Ronan, Ronan not playing, you know, Kia Mackey gone. How big of an impact do you think that's going to be on Castellan's season? Well, the big talking point coming into the championship is is Castellan. Like, without a doubt, the top team in the county for the last two years, league and championship winners two years in a row. Um, so they're the team to beat. They're favourites. We're going to talk about the Benton. They're nine to four favourites to, to make it a hat trick of championships, and rightly so, based on everything they've done in the last few years. But if if rumours are, are to be believed, and if Enda there is to be believed that Ronan Flanagan is not playing, that robs them of a of a serious player and a serious leader. And we know Pia Mackey obviously has left the club, so that's two serious players gone out of that forward line. I also heard a rumour, but I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard it from a good source that Paul Smith isn't going to be playing um, due to work commitments. I don't know if that's right or not. I, I find that hard to believe, but if, if it is right, you know, certainly I would say if you did a, a straw poll of people in the county and asked to name the top three players in Castellan, most of them would have said Flanagan, Mackey and, and Paul Lukey. So if Paul isn't playing, it's a, I, I imagine he probably will play but if he's not that's another blow for Kassaran but again no better team to come back from adversity or when they're written off well that's true and 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 despite what they're going to be losing out on as I said they're they're in the habit of preparing well everybody else around it so it, it's just really an opportunity for others to step up the, probably the, the one question mark and, and there's it's very hard to question anything that Donald Kogan done in Castle Rahan, but maybe enough players weren't um, given more opportunities and more chances so that the, the, the panel developed for a situation like this to maybe come around and that you're, you're, you're a little bit stronger. Like on the outside, as, as I was saying to end at the end there, the, the, the ones in Castle Rahan will be laughing at me for putting them down a toward, but it's the unknown. It's it's who's going to fill the boots of Ronan if he's not playing, Keane obviously not playing, if Paul Lukey's not there. There's talk Sean Brady and Brian Ennis mightn't be playing either. So they're five big players that that you know were were important in Castle Rahan's championship wins. So you know, and, and we just don't know are the people who are going to fill their boots are they good enough? There's there's a strong possibility they are, but but it's a bit unknown. Yeah, well, it, it's, it'd be a big jump to say that you're, you're going to have five lads as good as those to come in if, if those lads aren't playing. 
Um, or even to have a player as good as Mackey to come in, even if all the others are playing, you'd imagine it's going to weaken weaken the side. Um, I agree with you as well. Like definitely, the panel wasn't wasn't really shown to its full extent in the last few years under Kyogen. I, I don't blame them because Casran had had been losing finals, and really the, all that mattered for Casran was to win. To yeah. win the championship, and it's the same. It's the same with Mayo. If some, if, if someone came to a Mayo supporter now and said, "Okay, you're going to win a championship or win two championships, but you're going to do it using 18 or 19 players, and you might find yourself in a position a year or two down the line where you lose a couple of lads and you're weakened, would you take it?" And I think they take the hand off them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but it's it's true. Like and even in their county final appearances, you know they were they were using very few players. We saw it last year. Uh, in the final, I think they brought on one sub, uh, Brian Coleman, I think it was. So certainly we, they haven't been bringing through a huge amount of players. Carl Cosgrove is the best player to emerge kind of over this run, I would say. And he he is a really good player. And there'll be an awful lot expected of him this year as well, especially with Mikey gone uh, mm. up front. Because again, there's so many similarities with, with Mayo and Casaran. Only that Casaran actually eventually found a groove, got the job done, and got used to winning and won four finals in a row between league and championship, which Mayo haven't done. But there's there's so many similarities there. Like so much of their of their team was based on on a brilliant defence as well. Um yeah. you know that backline Casaran is absolutely phenomenal. So like that backline is still intact. Even if even if worst case scenario Mackey, Flanagan aren't playing, maybe maybe Paul Smith I think he's going to play, but I did hear that from from a reliable source that that he's tied up with work stuff. But it, but the backline for the most part is still intact, um, and David Ritt will be fit, I'd imagine. Cormac Daly has he stood up last year and certainly improved into a into a really very very good club player. So like there's elements there of Casaran that are improving. The, the winning experience. Just looking through the list of of teams in in the betting for the championship. And there's some teams on that who haven't won players on it who've never won a medal at adult level. Like I'm thinking of the likes of Lavi, Kiligari. You know, they wouldn't have won. There'd be, well, there'd be players, sorry, there'd be players on the Lavi team who would have won an intermediate back in 10 years ago. Um, Lacking the same would have won an intermediate to go to 10 years ago now, eight years well, ago. Division one league title. Division one league as well, yeah. But Sherpuck would have intermediate winners, Mullahorn, Lara. Garner wouldn't have very many. Like Mark McKeever is possibly the only one with mm. a, an adult medal. Um, Crucial probably the outlier. The Division Two League title, but other than that, I don't other think than that, yeah. Crucial have, have no adult championship either. So oh. it's it's interesting, but you can't write off that sort of pedigree. Like every player on that cast round panel has has won championship medals at senior yeah. level, so it's it's huge. And the confidence that that brings is is going to be very very interesting to see. Um, we'll go through the, the betting. So as as you said, Casaran are favourites nine to four. I know when we done the rankings, you you held them up as uh, as your favourites. Do you stand by it at this point? It's it's a big ask. I don't want to be anyone to think that I that I'm becoming down on Casaran here, but it's it's a big ask. Uh, to Kassaran, would Kassaran have the same hunger now to go again? To win a three in a row, like only really, really good teams win a three in a row. And they should have won it, won more than two senior championships so far. But it'd be yeah. really hard to win a third one, uh, as all championships are. If, if they don't have a full hand, a full hand from which to, to, to play, I think it's going to be difficult. I, like, 
when I was doing the rankings, that's what makes the rankings so difficult because you, in my eyes, I had to put Castro on number one because of all they had achieved. But with all the talk of them losing players and maybe with likes of Calvin Gales picking up players and stuff like that, um, you know, there's definitely a feeling out there that they're going to be vulnerable. Uh, yeah. But whether they are or not, yeah. But I'm, I'll stick with Castellan. I think they've done enough in recent years to, to earn their number one spot, and I'm going to stick with them as as the top side at the minute. Even though, you know, it all depends on what what players they get out on the field. Mm, I suppose maybe the best way of putting it for you is that you might put a tenner on them, but they're not a hundred euro bet. Well, I, w- I wouldn't back them at nine to four. Put it like that. They're nine to yeah. four at the minute. I think that's short. Uh, yeah. I, I do think there's value here elsewhere, but we'll get to that. But uh, I, I wouldn't back any of the any of the big four really at the prices that they're they're in at. Okay, well, so second favourite on on the uh, online betting is Cavan Gales at five to two, um, Crusoe at three to ten, and Rammer at five to one. I suppose that's the that's the top four last year's semi finalists. Um, do Do you agree with their with with their betting on it? I, I personally, I think there's a there's a bit of value in Calvin Gales there. Yeah, uh, look, <laughs> I, I don't think there's value in the Gales of five to two. Not when, not when, uh, like when you look at their record in the last few years, like they have haven't won very many games in senior championship football in the last couple of years. In the last since they won the championship, they've they've won very few games in the championship, uh, and that's that's. That's just the facts of the matter. Like, and, and, and the year before they won the championship, they were in a relegation playoff. So when you look back over 16, 17, 18, and 19, they had one great year and they won the championship. And they had three years that they'll be very disappointed with by their high standards. So like, they're going to need to bounce back from that. It's getting to the stage now where, you know, where, where uh, a year where the Gales are really strongly contesting the title is now the exception in the last four years rather than um, what it used to be. That, Normal. The, the, yeah, but that is used to be the is, norm. is does twenty seventeen show that when they get their house in order, look what they can do? You know, once once they once they pull everything together and 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 start to click, they they went on an, an unbeaten run all the way to an Ulster final in both league and championship. I think that year, Schlock Neil beat them. Granted, in in the Ulster final, but it was. It was an impressive sweep that year. Oh, it was. It was very impressive. But I said it at the time, and again, I don't want to appear anti-Gales here. I said it at the time that I thought that the Cavan Gales team that made the Ulster final in 2017 was the weakest of all the Cavan Gales teams to win the championship. Like, I thought there was there was much stronger Cavan Gales teams who didn't make an Ulster final. But, like, you couldn't have picked the draw any better to get the Antrim champions, first-time Antrim champions in 25 years, to get them in Breffney, and then get the Fermanagh champions. Even though Derry Gonley are a good team, uh, you know, and the Gales, it took everything the Gales had to get over Derry Gonley in a replay. So like, and to get into the final, okay, they come up short against Slotnil, there was no shame in that. But, you know, even if you went back to the, the Gales team of a few years before that, who went, had to go to Derry and play Slotnil, and were only narrowly beaten, they gave them a much better game that time. That was probably a better Gales side. But, yeah, <clears throat> you know, obviously... Obviously, uh, Gerald McKernan is the name on everyone's lips. Like, what an addition, an absolute monster at club level. Now, we've never seen him play a senior at club level, but he's we know the quality that he has. I mean, he's a one man army for Swan and Bar when he was when he was 
on his game, albeit that was at junior level or intermediate level. But the Gales were, were kind of probably shorter in the middle of the field. So to bring in Garo McKernan, to have Robert Maloney there and coming back, it's, ter- it's definitely going to improve them. Without a doubt, it's going to improve them. But again, looking at their age profile, like there's not going to be huge improvement in a lot of their players. Like you're looking at a team that's going to improve. You generally look at a young team. Um, even talking to Mickey Hannon earlier, he, he mentioned them. The Monaghan Championship, like in a skiing or well down the betting, but he was saying they're very young, so there could be good improvement in them. The Gales that definitely aren't very young, you know, the likes of Shawnee Johnson, like unbelievable club player, like one of the greatest ever players to play club football in Cavan for what he achieved. But no, he's, he's 36 now in August, same age as me. He's he's not going to be improving, you know. So to to see a general improvement in the team, you'd be thinking you need the players who are who are on the up or do you just need a clean bill of health you know well, like you talk about your improvement the improvement can come by the, the personnel being on the field are better because you know Robert Maloney Derham is going to add something Crowd McCarron is going to add something Shawnee Johnson on the field is going to add something like he didn't play last year's um, semi-final against Castle Rahan um, Martin Dunn wasn't in good shape you know Looks like he's in good shape now. So I just, I, I, I think the improvement can come right. I, I can see your point about the longevity of it. It, it, I don't see them constantly rising on the curve over the next three years. But I definitely think there's one big push in them, anyway. Yeah, look, the Cavaliers could well win the championship again. They've got that, they've got the mindset, and uh, the Gales thrive on, on a siege mentality. They have done that over the years. Like, and they, they don't make any secret of that. And they love to they love to hear me saying that won't win the championship. Not that my opinion is important, but to hear someone saying that the Gales are not going to win the championship is, is what they love to hear because it's a siege mentality. And they, and they really thrive on that. And but they the actually... Gale, um, a few, Gales a few more isn't what, it, isn't what it was, Damien. If I, I talk to people, in, to footballers in their early 20s in Cavan, and... Their their opinion of Cavan Gales is a lot different to the opinion they'd say I have or you have or people are our vintage because we're we're used, we used to, I was talking to one fella who's who played against the Gales for years and every year he t- says he's talking about the Gales winning the championship and the last couple of years I've been saying I, I can't see it because for example Gauna Gauna beat them by they played Gauna three times um, in 2018 and never beat them. Um, and then going to bet them with five points in the quarterfinal of the championship. And my thinking at the time was, like, Garner had a lot more younger lads on their team. So for the Gales, we're going to have to make up a five-point gap, whereas it was it was the team who were five points better who looked to have more improvement in them. Now, that's kind of still my logic. Now, I understand your point about uh, you're, you're bringing in players, like you're bringing in Maloney Darham, who is a senior championship winner, like, and tremendous athlete you're ringing in Grove McKernan who's just a, a monster at club level unparalleled in the county like so that yeah definitely you're bringing in these players but you, you still need that youth and the only young players that I have seen that have really broken into their team is uh, Evan Fortune and Keenan Donahue I suppose like, um, Luke Malloy was was on the team for some games and he, he wasn't playing the semi-final he is a, he's a player I like but Probably need need a little bit more, but all that said, like, yeah, you, know, you definitely couldn't rule out the gates. Like they're they're worthy, they're worthy to be on the short second. Yeah, Crusoe, um, three to ten. Then 
without Dara McVitie, it looks like all, all indicators are that he won't be home for for um, club championship this year. And uh, rumours are that, that uh, Patrick Lynch may have suffered a, an ankle injury and may miss part of the championship as well. You know, they're two big blows to crush a lot. Yeah, well, I I was I was wondering about Patrick Lynch because I know he got a bad injury in the off season. Her, uh, he got it against Rammer last year, I think, and I know he was laid up for a few months with it. Um, I think he's absolutely key to them. I think he's crucial. If he's not playing, I can't see them winning the championship without Lynch and McVitie. To be honest, if they had the, those two, I'd make Crush all favourites. Like if you look at last year, the way Crush absolutely ran through Calvin Gales in the group stage. Yeah, I, without like, McVitie for most of it. Yeah, like that showed to me a gulf there. That showed to me a gulf that I don't think a gap like that can be closed that quickly or will be. Um, but McVitie's obviously best footballer in the county. I'd say a lot of people would agree with that. If he, he's not there, and to take away Lynch, who is along with Connor Smith, I think the most exciting young forwards. I think those, those two lads are the two most exciting inside forwards we have in Cavan. So like, he'd be huge. And I don't know, have you heard that, Damien, that he's that he's championships in, in doubt? Well, the, the word that I had heard, and again, it's not from any official sources, was that it, it, he suffered a, an injury that will probably have him laid up for about six weeks. So that was maybe a week or two ago. So you're, you're still talking, like he might be all right for second game or third game in championship, but you still have a bit to go, you know. He he, I don't think it was season ending by any means, but just a a stumbling block, I suppose, which is a little bit unfortunate. Again, we we talk about a lot of players in Cavan, and potential wise, I'd agree with you on Patrick Lynch, but he seems to have issues with injury, and you know sometimes if you're you're just unfortunate like that, you'll never get to be good enough because injury is has kind of. Um, restricted your progress consistently, and I, I hope now for uh, for Cavan's sake that whatever injury it is gets cleared up, and we get to see a clean run uh, for Patrick Lynch because he, he needs that. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I hope he doesn't he doesn't go through his career injury prone because I think he's a special talent, and he has the size as well. Yeah. Is, and and also we we get accused of bigging up players too much, Damien, but. To keep it in perspective, like what what he has shown, he has shown at senior level, or he's shown it, you know, under twenty one level for Cavan or minor level for Cavan. It's a high level of football. It's not a fella who's showing up well even in junior or intermediate football. Like he's the highest foot level that he can play in the county, and he's shown up really well. Anytime I've seen him, like even back in the final in twenty eighteen, and he was still a minor, um, he was he was really impressive. So I think he's crucial. But like Crushlaw have talent all over the field. Like they've got pace, they've got ball carriers, and if they had a picked up Grove McCarran, I think they'd be unbackable for the championship because they probably are missing a big midfielder like that. I think that's an area that they're weak, and I think Garold would have been a massive help. Obviously, they have James Smith, but they could if they had someone else like Garold around the middle of the field, I think it would it would just complete the picture for them. But as it is, I think they've, they've lots of quality. Like if you take the likes last year, they had something like five or six on the county panel. Like you like some Mark Stewart, Connor Reel, Pierce Smith, Stephen Smith. They were all quality players. Um, Brandon Boylan. Then you the likes of Keen Boylan and Emmett Boylan. 
mm. young fellas like that that are coming into it and, and will probably play a part in the championship. If John Cook there, one of the one of the best young cornerbacks as well, a good man marker. You know, you have lots of quality. I've, I've forgotten lads there as well. Like you have loads of quality in that team. So you know, mm. I, I do fancy Crush Law, but again, if Lynch if Lynch is injured and they could cope with that probably if they had McVitie, but if they're missing those two fellas, like you've taken away two two lads that really will scare the life out of out the defenders and two lads that seem to have the X factor. So like that would be that would be a massive pair of losses. Mm. Ram Rammer at five to one to me again. I, I think there's value in that. Like last year's beaten finalists, um, I, I haven't heard of. Okay, Connor Bradley is gone, but from what I'm hearing, everybody else is there and and are, they 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 train really hard in isolation themselves. From from what I've been told, so I I think I I think they're harshly done by on the betting here. Oh, you bet are they, Rammer? Yeah, if I had to back one of the top four, I'd back Rammer based on the price because five to one seems seems big. Like like they did handle Crush Law in the semi final last year, and they're you know they're a good bit bigger of a price here than Crush Law. Yeah, um, they, they they didn't score enough. It sounds it sounds simplistic, but they didn't score enough in the final and some of the big games during the championship. I think they scored three goals. Maybe in seven of the championship games, this off the top of my head, I think they failed to score a goal in about three or four of them, maybe four. So like that probably tells you a wee bit what they were lacking last year, which probably with Damien Barkey injured and they've never filled the gap left by James McEnroe on that on the championship winning team. They, they were forced to play Jack Brady as a half back, which they were probably robbing Peter to pay Paul. But I know they have good forwards coming through, like they've got Shawnee Keogan, Connor Nulty. They'll be hoping that Sean McAvoy They'd be hoping that someone, one of these young lads would step up and maybe help out on the scoring end of it. Obviously, James Brady is there. like He's one of the, the best poachers around. But but that's for, that's possibly the, the weak link because, I mean, the goalkeeper, Liam Brady, is brilliant. The backs are, are very good, especially when they have Barkey there. Um, they're, they're a tough back line and very athletic. Um, even up to the half-forward line, you have James Brady and Ado Cole inside, but they pr- could probably do it another scoring threat. Uh, but uh, it might have, it might arrive. And five to one seems big for a team that was in the league final and the and the championship final last year. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. I, I think that they're the uh, they're probably too um, they're too big of a price there for for um, the quality that they've shown. And you talk about that core with 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 Kevin Gills. I think there, there's there's still room for improvement in them from last year. Um, I think even players coming back into into kind of the shape that they were when they won it. I don't know that they fully hit it last year, but I think with another uh, year under their belt, under the same management who, who who picked up a huge amount of experience, I think they're they're a team that'll be they'll have a lot to say in this senior championship yet. So. I'd, I'd be looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing can Shawnee McAvoy, can Sean McAvoy break into this team and and if so, what sort of an impact he could have at senior level because I remember having a conversation with Dermot Shorten about um, you know, strength and conditioning and he, he used Sean McAvoy as an example that like physically he's he's developed. He's He's ready to go up into senior standards straight away even though he's only 18 years of age or, or maybe a little less than 18 at the minute. So 
Um, it'll just be very, very interesting to see can can he make that difference in the forward line because he's an exciting player. Ah, uh, something else, yeah. I think I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I know he's training with them, and there's huge numbers out training in Rammer. Like, um, their intermediate team, I, I heard their intermediate team, I think it was, played a challenge match against Oldcastle. And, that's right. Uh, yeah, and did really well. Like, yeah. So, and I, that's, a high, that's a good standard. So, they've huge, they've a huge pick. They've close to 50 lads are training, as far as I know. Um, yeah. And, like, Sean, Sean McAvoy, obviously, he's an exceptional uh, athlete. And he's got the ball skills as well. Like, um, and if he if he decides to, to go for Gaelic instead of soccer at some stage in his career, depending on how the soccer is going, like I think you, you, we're talking about betting odds. He'd be odds on to be a county player because he seems to have everything. He has the size as well. Like he's I actually saw him on the street recently. He's a big lad. He 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 passed for more than eighteen when you see when you see the size of him. So like he's there's there's a lot going for Rammer. Yeah, I think I think when I'm sitting close to the Rammer pitch here, so I haven't said this, but. <laughs> the outside here with pitchforks and stuff, but no, I think I think Rammer at five to one is probably probably the best value there. I, I still wouldn't back any of the any of the big four, as I said, because there's not much of muchness between them. If I had to back any of them, I think Rammer at five to one is, is the pick of it. Okay, well we'll we'll run through the rest of them kind of quick, and you can you can give me your thoughts. So as I said, Kings Court at ten to one, Gown at sixteen to one. Lacken and Killigarry both at twenty to one. Lara are at twenty-five to one. Lavia twenty-eight to one. Shercock sixty-six to one, and so are Mullerhorn sixty-six to one. Give us your thoughts on on those. What stands out for you? Well, the the three teams that that really stand out. There's four and four of them actually. I think that's overpriced. Like first of all, draw a line through the teams that we don't think are going to win the championship. With all due respect, I don't think Shercock are going to win the championship. Uh, I don't think Mullerhorn are going to win the championship. Uh, I don't think Lacken are going to win it. <clears throat> Lacken seem to have have slipped. Like if, looking through the rankings that I do every year for the senior championship, I think I had them fourth back in 2016. Like they were very close around that time. They won Division One of the league. They had, um, you know, they were, they were reaching quarterfinals that year. I think they lost by a point after in a replay to Castle Rahan. They lost in a replay quarterfinal to Lavi as well, uh, one of the years. They were cl- they were close and proven very hard to beat. But you know, since then I have a stat here somewhere, um, um, which gives the, the the amount of games that they won uh, in the senior championship, which is low. That can haven't been winning very many games in the senior championship in recent years. Which compound that with James Galligan being away I, w- later on in the week in the diehards. Uh, service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. you'll hear an interview I've done with Thomas Galligan but James is a huge loss to that Lacken team oh he's he's serious loss like we've said it several times like Lacken have, are dependent on four or five big men around the middle to dominate matches and you know to take out a player like James who's where you, where you have like Thomas Galligan Raymond Galligan Niall McCarron have all played with the county and James has played with the county as well but the other three would have been would have been probably played more football with Cavan, but but some lacking people would say that James is, is the best of those lads at club level or close to it. So you know they're losing a really important player there, which is unfortunate for them. I think yeah, the stat that was Damien, they've only won four of their last fourteen senior championship matches. So right. I'm, I think we can rule out lacking. I don't think they're going to win the championship with all due respect to them, even though they're going to be hard to beat as they always are. Um, 
that league, and I don't think Kingsford are going to win the championship. I think I think they're still in transition, and again, like they'll they'll they'll, they'll take scalps and they'll be hard beaten. But the last two years, they've put up seven points in the quarter final, and I think that tells you where Kingsford are just lacking. Um, so I don't, I don't even though a ten to one, I think they're they're way too short. Uh, mm. And Kingsford people listening to this are going to say that lad hasn't a clue to that, but this will definitely be played in the dressing room. But uh, like obviously Kingsford one of the great heavyweights of the senior championship. That's it, wind, wind, wind it up there. <laughs> Keep, tell them how great they are while, while you're telling them that they're not going to win it. It's <laughs> a good strategy. Yeah, it I don't like his budgets are absolutely wonderful. <laughs> it's a strategy that's going to keep my my teeth in my mouth the next time I go to a match. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't think he's going to win it with, with, with respect to Kingscourt. So that leaves Garna, Kiligari, Lara and Labby of the of the teams that are priced outside of, of the big four as we call them mm-hmm. like all those teams are, are good prices I think but probably the the ones that really stand out Kiligari at 20 to 1 stands out for me you're getting the toward odds to reach the final uh, I had Kiligari ranked 6th in my rankings um, I just think it's coming together for them and they should have made a county final by now Kiligari like the that team that they had with Paddy Gallagher, Parra Cahill, and the McGoverns, uh, Owen mm-hmm. Smith, all those lads, Donald Thomas, over the years, like they were, they lost several semi-finals and should have made a final. But they've managed to keep on a good few of those fellas while bringing through their, their young players. And this could be a year where we see Kiligari uh, get over the line. And, you know, certainly they'll be in the knockout stages, I'd imagine. And you could see Kiligari getting into a final. 20 to 1 is a good bet. Lavi at 28 to 1, I think, is probably the, the bet of the whole lot. Like, it's a, that's a huge price for a team who has been in the quarterfinals nearly every year. They got a heavy defeat last year, but there were so many injuries going into that Crushlaw game. And again, Crushlaw are like the Gales in the pump, in that, you know, they'll beat you by 16 as quick as they'll beat you by 6. Because they have yeah. that, they're, they're a running team, and they get, they get on top of you, they'll just crucify you. And they did that actually to the Gales last year. Um, so sometimes it's a bit dangerous to read too much into the margins that those teams win by because you know might back in the day Mullahorn might have beaten you by two points and the Gales have beat you by 12 but but when, when Mullahorn and the Gales met there'd be nothing in it and it, there's that element to it but Lavi are that team that's always competitive they're always close like they've they've come close to being in a, in a county final they gave Rammer a good game in the semi-final back in 2016 they, they lost a replay to Castle Rahan um, They've always been there or thereabouts in recent years, again, without making a final. But for a team that's that's such a good record of getting into the into the quarterfinals and has won several quarterfinals, I think 28 to 1 is huge. Now, it'd be a leap of faith for them to to win the championship. I don't know, I don't think they're going to win the championship personally, but I definitely think that it'll take a good team to beat them. And considering like Cavan Gales 5 to 2, Lavi 28 to 1. Like it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility for Lavi to knock out Rammer or Cavan Gales or Castrahan in a quarterfinal. Like you wouldn't fall over a shock uh, if that if that result happened. When you look at you know when you get the likes of Jerry Smith, Chris Conroy, uh, Shane Tierney, Tara Duke, Ray Cullivan, you know the Jordans, and seemingly Joey Jordan is back as well. When those when those lads take on their day, like they're they're very good footballers. Well, later on in the week on the Die Hard service, we'll hear from um, Chris Conroy from Lavi, and he kind of delves into that a wee bit as well. That that 
the missed opportunity of maybe not making a county final is still driving them on. You can you can get that sense from him. And Chris himself was having a great season with Cavan, that the phenomenal performance against Fermanagh. So they're they're probably looking at it now as he said he's he's I think he, the way he described it was coming into his prime. He's he's probably touching into that era that right, we've got to do it now, you know, in the next couple of years because the backbone of that team are all the same age. They're all in around Chris's age. And, the, uh, you know, I think that's 29, if I'm right, 29, 30. So, you know, they, they'll be looking at it and saying, right, now's the year to push on. I, I'd agree with you, 28 to 1 for me is 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 far too big of a price for Lavia on that. Um, I, don't, I don't think that they have that one right. And the only thing that's changed with Lavi from 2019 to 2020 is the manager. So are are the bookies basically putting that much weight on to to Steamer? Yeah, well, it could be. Like, I'd be interested to know. I must listen back to last year's podcast because we probably did this podcast last year. What price were, would Lavi have been? I something tells me they were about fourteen to one uh, last year. Because I do I, 14, 16 to one around that Lavi were. Yeah, because um, they were after being in the semi-final and gone to a replay the year before. I think there were 12s or, or 14, maybe something around that, all right. Yeah, so possibly the the, the the lads who are compiling these odds were maybe looking at the league tables and stuff like that as well. But And I'm sure they probably contacted people in the county as well to get their to get their thoughts on it. But, like, you know, if you're sitting in Dublin, you mightn't just know all the ins and outs. Like, I definitely think Lavi are overpriced. Okay, Looking at it on paper, they're a Division 2 team, but everyone knows that Lavi lifted for the championship and have done. Like, if you look at only championship results, you know, aside from the likes of Kassaran, Lavi have lost less games in the championship than, than almost anyone in recent years. Now, in fairness, they've, they've drawn a lot of games, but they're very, very hard to beat, even against the best teams. And, like, you saw them against Kassaran last year when they were, they were uh, 11 points up. I was actually down at Kerry, and I had, I had backed Lavi... I'd done an accumulator, I think, and I had backed Lavi and uh, I was kind of I was sitting in the pub and I was counting my money when, when I was following on Twitter and I saw there were eleven points up. Casaran again, very resilient, they came back and got the draw out of it. But Gauna then I was good, you, just gonna bring them? on Gauna. I, I don't think sixteen to one is the right price on them either. I I I I'd have them a shorter price because because of the factors that you mentioned when you're talking about Calvin Gales, like they, they have a good age profile, couple of years more senior experience under their belt now. Um, you know, I, I, I think Gauna could be a semi final team this year. Yeah, they, they went back last year, I think. Yeah. Looking at, looking at their, <clears throat> because they looked like if they, if they had it kicked on a wee bit, they'd have been, you'd have been looking at possibly a final appearance because they sort of came. I wouldn't say they came out of nowhere, but they they improved rapidly um, in 2018, and yeah. we were so close to it, like pushed crush it all the way in the semi final, and they were six points up. Which 15 minutes ago, probably should have won the final. Some people would say against Castran, so that should have given Garner a lot of heart. But they didn't seem to kick on last year, and they were they were dreadful. It was, it was Ramar beat them in the quarter final, I think, wasn't it? Uh, or was it the semi final? <coughs> Just Could have been. You know. They were well beat. I think it was a rammer in the quarters. Yeah, it would think it was a quarter. They were they were dreadful that evening. I thought mm. Ocean Pearson played quite well, but around the field they were very poor. Um, but like <clears throat> I think Keane Madden lost his form, and that wouldn't have helped because 
he looked he looked like a like a serious serious prospect coming through again. People are going to say we're bigging up young players, but I make no apologies for bigging up Kian Madden because I saw enough of him with the Cavan Miners in 2017 to say that this is a, a special talent. He was holding his own with really top miners, the best from the country. Oh yeah, like against Galway in the quarterfinal that year, and Carrick and Shannon, he was probably the best oh. player on the field. And yeah, you know. Some of those Galway lads, like the fullback, he's playing fullback for seniors now. Like he was up against serious quality, and uh, again, he didn't look out of place against anyone in that championship. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'd agree hundred percent with you that last year didn't go his way. He didn't, he didn't continue to progress or to to improve the way we wanted to see him improve. So this is a big year for Key and Madden. It is a big year for him, yeah, because because I'd have expected him to be starting with Cavan at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like a really exceptional minor should be coming through within two years or so and be pushing into a county senior panel and I thought he was that so hopefully we we'll see a big year out of Keane going at 16 to 1 there'll be plenty of people who'll be getting on that because with their tradition and uh, you know Garner will have the belief that they're going to win the championship every year without a doubt yeah. and, and at 16 to 1 they'll, they'll fancy that now they've rammer in the first round isn't it so yes like that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's going to tell a tale. And, and also, Killigari, who are picking up here 20 to 1, they have to play Calvin Gaze in four rounds. They could well have no that's points. So, but the big give, one, Damien. Give us, give us the reason in why your intermediate champions have jumped from usually to come up and they're, they're, they're primed for relegation on the, on the betting anyway. Um, but Lara have jumped up into the ninth favourite team, 25 well, Lara, to 1. Lara were, were ninth in my rankings. Uh, Paddy Power are, are agreeing with me. Um, which Copy. Is rare, it's rare that Paddy Power agree with me, I'll tell you that. It's on my betting, betting balance. <laughs> but uh, I want to put on record, Damien, that I fancy Lara to have a great run in the senior championship. I'm, I'm calling them now. We've, we, 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 to let the listeners know, we've had this slight debate over... Uh, WhatsApp over and back a bit. So to clarify, a great run. You're saying they'll make a quarter final. I think they'll make a quarter final. I, I I did say I did say before the draw came out that I fancy Lara to do well. I think they were the pick of the, they're the pick of the teams that have won the intermediate in recent years. Uh, with respect to Mullahorn, who went to the Ulster final, but Lara Lara just Mullahorn had some good young players, but Lara are, are very young across the board, and they showed up really well in Ulster. I think that that performance in Oma really opened people's eyes to the to the potential and the quality that's in that Lara team. Um, like if you remember back to Arva, who who were a very strong intermediate winning team as well, looked to be a very strong intermediate winning team, and and had like a stellar forward line and lots of quality throughout the team. They went up to Oma and got a, got a trimming in the Ulster Club Championship that year. So Lara went up last year. Or, were every bit as good as the Toronto team and could have won it. Now, I know more victories again, but could have easily won it on the day. But I'm not just... Could have won it. Yeah, I'm not... Could have didn't won it now, right? Fairness. But I'm not just... But that's... That's, that's the, uh, the... The debate that I'd have with you over, Lara, is that I, I, I think you're 100% right on potential. But like players that we've mentioned already, potential... And doing it are two different things at the, at this moment in time. And I think Lara have the potential to make a quarter final, no doubt, of the senior championship. But until they actually do it, until they get ahead of a a Killigary, a Lack in the Kingscourt, a Gauna, some teams like that, a Lavi, 
I, I, I'm getting it hard to rank them ahead of those teams. And I, I, I don't see where Paddy Power is coming out with this. When you have a Mullerhorn who, as you said, reached an Ulster final at intermediate level, you know, and, and were beaten by whatever four points um, by the team that went on to the All Ireland final. So it was, you know, I, I just don't see where where the big jump is coming there between Mullerhorn. Like the last times that Mullerhorn played Lara last year in the league, and Lara won it convincingly enough. But the previous year, Mullerhorn beat Lara definitely twice. Um, on, on the way to winning a league and championship double. I just don't see where uh, there's that big of a gap between Mullerhorn and Lara. Yeah, I, I understand that. Like Mullerhorn are probably overpriced. At, they are overpriced at 66 to 1 because, you know, in the nature of the of the beast, like you're getting a third of the odds. You're getting 22 to 1 on Mullerhorn to make a final. And again, tradition comes into it. But I think... I'm not saying... I'm not saying they're going to win the championship, but what I am saying is, if they if they were a horse, you'd say they're unexposed. You know that they say in horse racing, and a horse, some horse wins its first two or three races, and they say, well, it could be anything. And Lara could be anything. Whereas Mullerhorn, you could say, are possibly exposed. In to to butcher the horse racing metaphor, you know, we saw Mullerhorn coming up from intermediate and they struggled at, at the higher level, and uh, Shercock again are are exposed to this stage in, in the sense that they they won an intermediate come up and they've, they've found their level now and don't look to be a major threat to to knock out the big guns whereas Lara could potentially have more in them they could have a, not, a lot more in them obviously it depends on their attitude and application and stuff like that but I just I just like the quality that they have and their age you know they're, they're so young that I think that there could be an awful lot of improvement in them. If you take the likes of, of Paul Smith there that played on the 40 for them last year, top scorer in all three championships, and he was still under 20. Like, that makes you, that make me sit up and take notice of him because, you know, how how good could he be when he's 23 or 4? Or Jack McKenna, if he if he keeps keep going the way he's going, like, you know, a fella at 6 foot 4 that can, that can cover the ground the way he can. Paddy Rudden as well, a full forward, is going to be a handful for anyone. The way he plays and his strength and his ball winning, ball winning ability, like I think he's, you know, he he'd be a handful no matter who he can, what fullback comes up against him in, in senior football and there's lots of other quality there. Um, they have a very good goalkeeper in Fergal O'Rourke. They have a great ball winner there in Shane O'Rourke, and they've got runners coming out of everywhere like Ian Leddy, their wing back. Um, Lee Riley, I think, is a really classy player as well. So that, I just think they have a load of quality. Owen Cooney will be coming back to full fitness, I'd imagine, will be coming into that squad as well. Serious pace. I understand Owen Cooney is out for the year. Is he? Um, yeah, my my understanding is he's he's the concussion injury that that he picked up last year just hasn't cleared up fully. So he's uh, from what I understand, he's not going to be playing this year either. Oh, that's which a is a loss. Yeah, it's a loss. Like they didn't get any out of him last year with injury, and that's a real shame because he's a real exciting player. Like absolutely lightning. Something can be, he can be, can be like a lot of young forwards that have unbelievable pace. Sometimes he goes down kind of blind alleys, but like with experience, I was expecting him to really become a really classy senior footballer. So hopefully he can get back fit. But I just, I just like There's, the look of Lara, and I think, I think they're gonna. They'll be happy with the draw, like they'll fancy their chances against Mullerhorn, even though Mullerhorn will be quite happy with that draw too. But um it's not a thing that they've drawn one of the really big guns where where there's a chance that they could get a, 
a beating in the first game and maybe lose heart or whatever, you know, they'll, they'll really be up for that now. They'll see that as a game that they might win. And if the draw falls that way, know, like, I think Clara could be in the knockout stages. I think they will be in the knockout stages. I'm going to call it. It's, it's an absolute huge draw, that Mullerhorn Lara game, because of the fact that both of them are on the, the lower half of the rankings on any man's uh, call, really. And if you win that game, you, you build a bit of confidence. But if you lose it, all of a sudden your back is really to the wall. And you're like, well, Jesus, we're after being beaten by one of the lower ranked teams here. How are we expected to win against the, the higher ranked teams? So it's it's a massive, massive game. Like there there are games there, Killigarry, Cavan Gales, that you you're kind of saying, well, you know, it's only the first round, Crusalaw Lavi, it's only the first round, it's not the end of the world, the result either way for, for those sides. But for Lara and Mullahorn, it actually is a huge, huge game. They can't be holding anything back for any other games. That's right, yeah, that's right. It's yeah, it's a brilliant. I think the draw is fantastic, like the way it's worked out. Like the Gales and Killigarry is a really intriguing game. Like Killigarry beat them in the first round two years ago, um, and the Gales will be that'll be in the back of their heads. This is a real test to Killigarry. Like the Gales have traditionally had the upper hand on them most times. Bar I think Killigarry beat them that day, and they beat them back in 2012 in a quarter final. But the Gales have generally had the upper hand. It's a local derby. That's a hell of a game. Garen and Rammer is going to be a ding dong game. That's going to be proper hard-hitting championship stuff there. Um, Crushed and Lavi, that's the other one you, you talked about, wasn't it? That's going to be, that's again, that'll be a real test. That's your 10 to 3 shot, Crushed Law against 28 to 1 shot, Lavi. You know, the, the, the result there could possibly make a mockery of those odds as well. Or maybe Crushed Law will, will get on top of them and just run them into the ground and, and win with a bit to spare. You just wouldn't know. I think, I think it's a hell of a draw. It's a it's a hell of a system, Damien, isn't it? I I I love it. I absolutely love it. Like and I'm even thinking to like the games ahead. Like Shercock will look at that Castlerahan one. They'll they'll take a lot of learning from their game with Castlerahan last year and be kind of saying that you know right we go a little bit better than we did last year. And if Castlerahan have come back anything, that game is there for the winning for Shercock, which would be. A massive one. You're talking about the favourites being beaten by a 66 to one. If if it was the turn out, and I think Shercock are are maybe a little bit underrated. That people, myself included, didn't expect them to stay up at senior this long, and now they've shown that they're they can stay at senior level when it comes down to the fight of it, to the really important games. Shercock come out with the results, and I, mm. you know, yeah. particularly in relegation battles. But I think that they're they're finding their feet, and the longer you stay up there, the better chance you have of winning games. One hundred percent, yeah, I agree with that. And like, there's no relegation this year, so Shercock, no matter what happens, and we're not saying they're going to have a bad year, but no matter what happens, Shercock are going to be in the championship next year for a fourth year in a row, and like, that's yeah. got to, that's going to stand to them hugely. And there are young players that are that are breaking through now they're going to be breaking through into senior football instead of breaking through into intermediate football. So it's going to stand to them massively. I suppose having having Killian Clark fully focused on the club rather than dividing his time as well is going to be a help. And, and Niall Clarkin. And Niall Clarkin, yeah. Oh, he's not playing with Kevin, is right, yeah. So like that's going to be a huge help. Like, Sherco, when they have their full 15, are, are a good team. They're a hard team to beat. Like, I, I saw them a couple of times in the Championship the last couple of years. And... I saw them against Kingscourt and that was a real derby. Like Kingscourt did not want to lose that game really. Um but that would have 
you know, traditionally they would have always had the upper hand on Shercock, but they had their, their work cut out that evening and just about got over the line. And then Castorahan last year, Castorahan stuck to their to their system and they moved the ball really well through the hands and eventually eventually um managed to fight, to punch holes in that mass defence that, that Shercock had. It was in Virginia as well, which was a tight field which might have stood the Shercock, but um you know they, they gave a great account of themselves that day. I, remember, I think it was Enda Flanagan had a terrific game uh, yeah. that day. But Sharkock showed up very well that day. Like they showed up like a team and knew what they were at, and um, no, no major complicated system. They, they got men back and they'd kill Ian Clark the full forward, uh, and they were hitting him as early as they could. And if that wasn't happening, they were they were using Ryan Clark and Niall Clark and the carry ball, Damian McIntyre. So they could they could play it a couple of different ways. I was impressed with them. Yeah, definitely. I think they're 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 not the type of team that you take for granted, anyway. That's for sure at, at senior level. In fact, I don't think there's any team that your top ranked, whether it be Castle and Crushlaw, Cavan Gales or Ramor, they're not going to take a, a Mullahorn, a Shercock, a Lavi, a Lara for granted by any means. So it's uh, no. it's, the two it's, teams. It's, it's lining up to be a great championship, I think. Yeah, the two teams we haven't really discussed, Damien. We probably were a bit dismissive of Kingscourt there. At, at ten to one, um, do do you see yourself a kick in Kingscourt? Do you know the, the one thing that I think may stand for Kingscourt is the fact that it's a short season, and you know they, they may just if they get everybody available for a short season, Kingscourt could take scalps like they they could. I don't see them winning it. I I I'd go so far as to say I, I think that they're maybe lacking a wee bit to to actually lift the cup but I wouldn't rule them out making a top four I wouldn't rule them out making a semi-final and then Kingscourt in the semi-final is a dangerous animal like do you know for a town team them and Mullerhorn are very similar in terms that you know you look at them and you kind of think that the, the sum of their parts isn't as good as some of the other clubs but once they get into a winning position, there's a belief, there's a mentality, there's a culture within those clubs that, right, well, look, at we've been here before. My brother done it, my uncle done it, my father done it, whatever the case may be, I'm going to go out and do this. And mm. that can be a huge thing in those situations. Yeah, completely. I'm going to have that too. But a Kingscourt man told me not that long ago, he was saying, you know, he says, if we, if we can get into a, to a, a quarterfinal, or even, he says, if we can get into a semifinal, so we're fully sure we win the championship. He says, we just need to get everything right. And if we can get ourselves into that position, he says, we have to believe. He says, we won't be afraid to win it. Some teams, you know, it's a big psychological hurdle to actually go on and do it. But Kingsford don't have that at all. Like, a bit of a, a bit of a cockiness to them, like, which is what you need. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. The other team we didn't speak a whole lot about, I suppose, in terms of their players was Mullerhorn. But, um, you know, I... I probably think that when you look at it now a lot on Mullerhorn will depend on, on who all is playing you know Killian the Gunner is going to be a huge huge um, hugely important player for them Cormac O'Reilly will be interested to see all that county training how it's worked out for him is he ready to step up but is Paul the Gunner going to play is is Philip the Gunner going to play I I, I I understand I think Philip is, is back playing but Paul it's um it's still unknown whether he's going to play. Like Mullerhorn can't do without a lot of players like that. Like they might get away with missing one of them, but they need they need pretty much everybody on deck for them to um, 
for them to push on. But they've, they've lots of talent coming through there now. In my opinion, you talk about young talent in, in the terms of Colm O'Reilly or Gavin DeGunn or Tyg McGahern. You know, there's plenty of plenty of ability coming through as well as a, a good mix of experience and the likes of Killian the Gunner there. So it'll be I wouldn't I wouldn't just rule out a Mullerhorn with the right draw that could make a quarter final there. Yeah, again, uh, you'd be a brave man to rule them out. You'd be a brave man to to say no Mullerhorn won't won't get it, get out of it because like they're gonna fancy that that draw against um against Lara. They'll be looking at that saying, look, last year's intermediate winners against ourselves who won it the year before. They'll, they'll not see a huge quite a difference there. Um, so, you know, if the, if the draw was to fall that way, they might get, you know, a local derby against Lacken. They might get a local derby against Garna. You know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be afraid of any of those games. Like, they'll relish that. So, again, a lot depends on the draw, I think, with, with the Mullerhorns and Shercocks. Um, but, I wouldn't rule them out, no, but I, I don't think that there's a championship in Mullerhorn, to be 100% honest. Mm. Yeah, well, I think that's that's it fairly well wrapped up, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed that, just going through the, the odds and obviously listening to End of Flanagan. Don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash wearecav and we have interviews coming up later in the week with Chris Conroy and Thomas Galligan. And we also look ahead to the ladies' championship. Um, we have a couple of interviews with, with, um, with the girls from the launch of that championship on last week. So um, thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Thanks to Paul Fitzpatrick for your contribution as always, Paul. Not a bother, Damien. Make sure to back Lara. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I don't have the money to be backing anybody at this point. So it's, uh, it's, it's COVID-19 payments for me. <laughs> thanks very much for listening, folks, and have a good week.